0: in life many roads to choose from but only one of them leads to eternal life Jesus offers a new way and invites us along to welcome others to live with integrity to share the good news that he alone is the way the truth and the life If you have him, you have all you need. There is no other way. And we have been spending some time together looking at the way. We're looking together at the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And in that great sermon, Jesus introduces a new way of living, a new way of thinking, a new way of understanding life, of relating to God, of relating to one another. He introduces the way as something that is brand new to the folks who hear it. And so we're breaking it down Uh, paragraph by paragraph and going through very carefully because we want to see everything we can find as we go through the sermon together. This morning I want us to think together about the way to lasting treasure. We're going to find our text in Matthew chapter 6 beginning at verse 19, the way to lasting treasure. We're in chapter 6 about midway through the first half of chapter 6. Jesus uh, taught us not to settle for earthly rewards from other people. When we pray and fast and give, we want to do that in private so that we get heavenly rewards from God. The first half of this chapter is saying if all you want is attention for praying and giving and doing all the religious stuff, if you just want people to notice you then that's the only reward you're going to get. And Jesus' implication or the straightforward teaching is don't settle for that. Don't settle for what other people think about you. Instead, do your praying and giving and fasting privately. So the only one who matters will know. And when he rewards you, those rewards last forever when somebody notices you and they say oh he's a good guy they pat you on the back or maybe they give you a little applause that's it it's over but when God rewards us he does so with everlasting rewards now Jesus continues that same way of thinking It's really, the the context of the whole chapter 6 really needs to go together. So he's he's teaching that along those very same lines, and this time, instead of thinking about rewards, he's going to teach us about treasure. And And the basic premise is the same. Don't settle for the temporary treasures that the world has to offer. As people of God that's not good enough for you as people of god we want to invest in the kingdom realizing that we're going to then eventually experience kingdom treasures lasting treasures i don't know if you play with the stock market very much but if i was to come to you today and and say you know uh, there's a there's a stock that i heard about and you really should uh, invest some money in this company is my understanding that the company is going to last for about six months and then it's going to go bankrupt but you really ought to invest in this company would you jump on that deal why invest in a temporary short-term not lasting thing but if i was to come to you say 30 years ago, say, hey, how would you like to invest in this thing called Microsoft? Let me tell you about this. You, it makes sense to invest in those things that are going to last. Why then do we put so much emphasis on treasures that are temporary just because we can see them that's what jesus wants us to begin to expand our hearts and our minds to see things a little bit a little bit bigger in the big picture to understand them a little bit more deeply so let's pick that up in the middle of the chapter verse 19 do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth If then the light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. When Ashley was real little, she got this, this little doll. I'm not sure, I, I would guess maybe her nana gave her the first one, do we know? probably Nana it was, it was a cute little doll real soft completely pink we called it Pink Baby and it was real soft and underneath her, her little top there was this her, her little belly was silk you know. and when Ashley was real little she would rub that little silk spot that little, and it would, it would eventually just wear out and she loved Pink Baby wherever we went we had Pink Baby So much so that when she wore pink baby plum out, we bought another one. (laughs) We replaced pink baby until that pink baby got wore plum out and we bought another pink baby. From the time she was little bitty until she stopped lugging that thing around, we bought 30 pink babies. I don't know the number but it was a lot she treasured that thing she connected to that thing and you know we never really outgrow that we never really outgrow connecting to things because we can see it we can touch it we can feel it it brings us comfort And so we, being physical creatures, become very tied to our material world around us. We love the things that we can see and feel and touch, hold. Jesus says, don't let that stuff take too big a role in your life. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. Why? Because the temporary moth and rust will destroy all that stuff. Thieves can come in and take it. Instead, you invest in something that is lasting. You make your priorities godly things. Instead of the stuff, you focus on demonstrating christ's love to the people around you so that as you do that you're investing into kingdom things instead of laying up for yourselves treasures on earth where it's temporary and it's gonna it's it's gonna decay it's gonna mess up instead lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven and that's that's important to us as we understand his teaching about four specific things in this text the first one is treasure treasure He wants us to think about our treasure. Because if our treasure is the stuff, that's short-term thinking. It's actually selfish thinking. But if our treasure is the things that that God values, if we make what's important to us the things that are important to him, Those are long-lasting treasures. In Luke chapter 12, beginning at verse 16, Jesus told a parable. He said, the land of a rich man produced plentifully. And he thought to himself, what shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. He said, I'll do this. I'll tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. I'll say to my soul, soul. Don't you love when he addresses his own soul? I'll say to my soul, soul. You have ample goods laid up for the many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, fool. This night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Do not raise your hand and do not elbow your spouse, but how many of us fill the closets in the house so we start filling the garage and when the garage is filled we start filling the attic and when the attic is filled we build the shed out back and when the shed out back is filled we go to one of the storage places and we buy two or three of those and we got our stuff we got to have our stuff a lot of our stuff is not really very important to anybody but it's our stuff And then Jesus says in the parable, what happens when you're gone? And by the way, none of us knows when that's going to happen. So what happens when you're gone? Now, some other poor soul has to deal with all your stuff. Poor Ashley. One of these days, she's going to have stacks of books that nobody wants to read and this massive collection of Dr. Pepper junk that nobody cares about. Jesus' point in the parable was, you don't know how much time, so stop investing everything in the temporary. God calls that foolishness. In the parable, he called the guy fool. Because tonight, you're gone, and your stuff is here. How? How much is that going to help you now? You've heard it so many times. It's so old and so tacky, really, that you never see a hearse pulling a U-Haul. We don't get to take it with us. So why we spend so much time, so much energy, so much focus on the material things that are not going to be with us long. Jesus says, you need to begin to rethink what you treasure. And are you treasuring the things of God? Because if you treasure the things of God, those are the things that last. And then he makes a very interesting statement in verse 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. First he gets us to look at our treasure, then he gets us to look at our heart. Because he says where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Now, you know, I think most of us think, think of that backwards. I think most of us would say that where my heart is, that's where I put my treasure. But he's actually saying something very wise that most of us miss. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You see, we get it backwards. We've been taught and we've said ourselves, what the heart wants. How does that go? The heart wants what the heart wants i can't control myself i just i fell in love with that married woman just because i can't help it the heart wants what the heart wants sorry the problem with that thinking is it's all backwards it's you're not driven by your heart your heart winds up In the things that you have decided to value, you choose what's important in your life, and eventually you're gonna start the feelings. The feelings follow the decisions. When you decide what you value, then eventually your heart winds up there. So Jesus talked to us about our treasure, and then he talks about our heart whatever you treasure draws your heart to itself for where your treasure is there your heart will be also we think we can't control what we love but actually we wind up loving what is important to us so be very careful when you make those decisions one way to help us understand that how many times have we said he's doing the job but his heart's not in it right What we mean when we say that, when we say his heart's not in it, we mean it's not important to him. He's doing the job, but it's not what he values, so his heart hasn't joined him there. Jesus is giving us a very clear, straightforward warning. And that is when you value the stuff, that's where your heart's going to be. You say, I believe in God, I trust God, I can't wait to be with God, but your heart's not in it because your heart followed you to the stuff. So Jesus says, don't lay up for yourself treasures on earth where it's going to go away anyway and because if you do, your heart gets pulled and attached and connected to the temporary stuff of this earth. Instead, You invest in the long-term investments. You invest in the things of God. You learn what it means to serve him. And you do so faithfully in order that you build up your for yourselves treasures in heaven. He talked about our treasure in our heart. And then he talks about our eye. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. If your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. And what we miss in the translation is it's not just talking about an eye that can see or an eye that that doesn't work. When he says good and bad, it's actually an idiom from from Aramaic, really. And it kind of lost it when it got translated into Greek and then English. But the idea was this, if you look at life in a good way, then that lets all the light in. If you look at life in a bad way, then you're a sad soul. He's saying the way we look at things and the way we look at life affects who we are on the inside I know a guy we'll call him Frank you probably know someone like Frank Frank makes a good living but he's not rich he provides for his family and he does fine he's also not happy all Frank can think about is money he resents the people who make more than he does. He's always thinking someone's overcharging him. He's constantly complaining about how, things, how much things cost. All he cares about is money. And because of that, he's lost his joy. Jesus said, it's all in how you look at things. And we need to understand something. Rich people are not the only ones who can be greedy. We see someone rich, we say they're greedy. No. I know some very generous people that have been blessed financially. I also know some people who don't have much who are very generous even though they don't have much. I know some very greedy rich people and I know some very greedy poor people. You see, greed and generosity are not determined by how much is in your bank account. It's determined by what's in your heart. How you view the world. When your eye is bad, you see the world as a a negative place and you become selfish. You become cold and dark on the inside. When you look at the world through good eyes, you're able to experience the joy of generosity. So Jesus talks to us about our treasure, our heart, our eye. And finally, he talks to us about our commitment. No one can serve two masters. In verse 24, no one can serve two masters. Either he'll hate the one and love the other or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. You may remember that old song, you're going to serve somebody. That Bob Dylan, I think, you're going to serve somebody. That's not the question. The question is not, are you going to be a servant? The question is, who's going to be the master? You're going to serve somebody. You just have to choose who's it going to be. And here Jesus says, you cannot serve God and money. You cannot have divided loyalties. Why? Because money is here, material, it's stuff. God is spirit. He is eternal. Jesus says, you can't serve them both you got to decide. Money, by the way, money makes a wonderful servant, but a terrible master. And a lot of us have been mastered by money. Money controls us instead of us using it. And Jesus says, if that defines you, then you're not serving God because you can't serve them both as he takes us through an explanation of the way, he shows us a new life. And he says, yeah, you live here in the physical realm, but this is not your home. Stop investing in stuff that won't last. Make your priority, your, your, your treasure, your values, the things of God. There you'll find a treasure that lasts forever.